All right, welcome everyone. After our long sojourn in the wilderness to another episode of the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast that is CGFPL to you. Um, my name is Taylor Hare. I'm Evan Estes. And we're here to guide you all through the wilderness to the promised land of uh, Fantasy Premier League joy, um, you know, get across that River Jordan to the end of the season. Um, Evan, how are you feeling? Ah, we are finally here, my man. <laughs> finally here on the podcast um and i'm finally in first place so <laughs> you you're in the promised land i it feels yeah it feels it feels good that um that we've had a long a long time off and it feels good to be back in a familiar place but also it feels good to be back in first place um some might say your rightful place my rightful place exactly so i'm back in two of my rightful places right now it feels like coming home so which one do you like better do you like the podcast better or being in first place better (laughs) oh the podcast for sure nothing beats the podcast this is uh it's been an absolute joy um to do this and uh even if it's not on a regular basis so uh it's been a it's it's made this uh this season special for me even you know amidst all of the craziness um even if i was in like last place i think i would still enjoy it just because um you know it's it's fun to it's fun to like make it a little bit more real rather than just check your screen every every week totally Yeah. yeah and the with the way the table has been kind of tilting one way and the other over the past couple of weeks um the there's something i'm i'm sure not that i would know this there's something sweet about sitting atop the table even if it is a kind of precarious seat at times um given the way injuries and all sorts of other unknowns have been thrown at us this season yes yeah absolutely i think that's a good way to think about it um even though i might may not be up, up top for forever for a while or you know even for another week um it feels good to know that up until now, I'm I'm atop the leaderboards among this the craziest of seasons. So, yeah, uh, it feels nice. I'm 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 resting right now. So, <laughs> resting. <laughs> this is a good, it's a I'm resting. Um, it's been crazy few weeks um, with uh, fantasy and with Premier League and just in life. So there's like been there's a good break coming up. Um, we just finished game week was it 28 or 29 and so there's a few days off before the before the game week starts which is nice because it has been uh coming thick and fast um with hardly a day off in between some of the game week so yeah it feels it it feels like feels just like a good restful time right now yeah totally especially with the like all the champions league games and goodness there's just non-stop soccer going on right now which is yeah nice that you can basically at any point turn on you know whatever stream service you're using and uh, find a game but at the same time it's just a lot to keep in the brain oh yeah totally you can kind of zone in and out whenever you want and you're bound to to catch some content <laughs> just a little content a little uh <laughs> yeah premier league content um awesome so just a little bit of a glimpse into the structure for today so we're going to start off by talking about um, the uh, Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League table. 
uh, we'll just kind of lay out where everyone's standing. Um, we're not going to dive too deep into the teams because we're going to spend the majority of the podcast talking about each of the 20 teams in the Premier League. Um, that'll be a pretty brief discussion of each team. We'll kind of go through, highlight maybe some of the larger storylines that are going on with that team, some points of interest, in addition to maybe talking about um, some f- players of interest from a fantasy perspective, whether players to avoid or players that um, someone might want to pick up or that are looking good at the moment. Um, so we'll we'll go through all of those, get a little bit of a, of a roundup of all of those going into the last 10 or so game weeks of the season. How does that sound, Devin? Perfecto, as uh, Ancelotti would say. <laughs> he would say it exactly like that, too. Yeah, in, his, in his military-style coat. <laughs> He's definitely the most dictatorial-looking manager, right? Ancelotti? Yeah. Yeah, I think it has to do with the eyebrow. It's the eyebrow and, and the like shoulder lapel things. Oh, yes. I guess that's true, too, huh? Yeah from a different era it seems from like yeah. the world war ii era i, I was gonna say like a world war ii like italian futurist or something like that <laughs> italian futurist that's such a cool phrase but um we not won't. a cool movement but cool not phrase. a cool movement <laughs> yeah let's not get into the to what it means uh but it's a cool phrase if it meant something else yeah uh you know ancelotti and his aesthetics of war um Without diving too deep into the Italian futurists, let's talk about the uh, the corporate global table. So, uh, Evan, do you want to kind of run things down for us? We've we've already mentioned that you're sitting atop the league, um, but just tell us where everybody is at the moment. Sure. So I'll do a a, a brief um, rundown real quick, and then we can get into individual teams as you like. Sure. Um, so I am at the top of the table at sixteen oh three. Then we've got Lords of Soccer Ball, Jerry Groth at 1594. Yep. We've got the Bruce Matthews, William Spicer at 1572. We've got Apple Incorporated official Taylor Hare at 1532. We've got Winter Faces, Wyatt Keener, 1437. Crumbs, Tim Griffith, 1379. So some interesting things going on there since we last spoke. Um, I think some things to note, obviously. Um, We've got a new leader right now, which is, <laughs> which is exciting for me. Um, and then we've also got an interesting little race down at the bottom, kind of in, tan, uh, in tandem with the Premier League. Um, the relegation battle has <laughs> kind, of, uh, kind of turned recently, um, and Tim seems to maybe have a way out of sixth place. I think so, so too. If Wyatt, if Wyatt doesn't... Um, if Wyatt doesn't catch on, his momentum may start to slip even more and, and he might fi- find himself in, um, what are we going to call it? It's not going to, what are we going to call our last place in our league? The hell zone? I don't know. Yeah, sure. The hell zone. <laughs> hell zone. <laughs> the last person in the, in the league gets burned up and we have to bring someone else in. <laughs> the hell zone. Sorry, uh, I'm in, in the I'm hell in... zone. <laughs> I'm in heaven and everyone else is in um purgatory. Kind of, yeah, purgatory, just winding up a up a mountain towards you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so pretty interesting things. Um I think the the title chase is still within reach of everyone uh from first to fourth at least. Um which it's kind of been that way 
for the past, um, I would say, couple months. It's been first through fourth has still been fairly tight. Um, you know, it's not super, super tight. We've seen it tighter, but um, anything can happen. I think as long as you're within 100 points right now, you're good. Yeah, um, anything can happen. Totally. Yeah. And I know from my perspective, I'm definitely not happy with, with where I am right now. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be the first to admit I was not expecting at this, at this point in the season to be 40 points behind Spicer. Um, yeah. But, you know, I've had some, some pretty bad luck. I've made some pretty bad decisions um, and I've, I've paid my dues. And I think I'm, I think I'm back on the straight and narrow a little bit at least. Um, but yeah, so I think even last time we potted, I was in like a close second place and, and now yeah. that feels like a million years ago in, in many ways. Yeah. I actually want to ask you real quick um, because I've, I've not really been paying attention to, cause I've been paying attention to the places. I've not, it's not like I've not been paying attention that closely to like the point spread from on uh, for people below me. I've yep. mostly been like, you know, <laughs> The peasants. I've mostly been like, yeah, mostly been like, well, how many points away till first? Um, I don't care about anything else. Um, but yeah, when I noticed that you were at 1532, that's um, 71 points uh, below first and 40 points below Spicer, who's in third. Um, that kind of shocked me because we've traditionally seen it a lot tighter um, lately. What I mean, I just said that you're still well within reach to even win the league, um, and I firmly believe that. What do you think has gone wrong for you, uh, whether they it be bad luck or um, things that you've done? What are a couple of things that has put you in this precarious position? Yeah, that's a great question, and I've been thinking about that myself. Um, I think the primary thing is a couple of really rash business decisions. Um, and a couple of maybe, uh, not rash enough business decisions. So the main one being I, my inordinate love for Timo Werner, uh, really kind of dragged me down for a long time because I had a lot of value tied up in that guy, um, expecting him to kind of pop off at any given moment. Um, and that never, I mean, obviously he's playing much better now and he's doing well kind of in the context of Chelsea as a team, but, uh, uh, he's not producing points like I expected him to. Um, and then I think another big thing, and this is true for everyone, but I think I feel it as, as the person uh, managing the team feel it acutely is just the injuries. I feel like I've gotten pretty unlucky with injuries. Like I brought in James Justin and he immediately got injured. I brought in Jamie Vardy and he immediately got injured. I brought in Edison Cavani and he immediately got injured. So like these things uh, have been kind of continually happening to me. Um, not that they haven't been happening to other people, but I don't think I've managed them particularly well. Whereas I think others have been able to maintain uh, a level of calm <laughs> in spite of, in spite of the injuries. Um, so the injuries have, for, have kind of led me to make some rash decisions that I now regret. So, yeah, I think yeah. that's it. That's about what has put me here, but, um, I think some of my players are healing up, hoping Edison Cavani can get back in, start scoring some goals again. Uh, we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, the the point about the bottom of the table is really interesting too because we have two at the bottom very differently laid out teams. Um, we have 
crumbs that are still, I, I feel like very much a team from an earlier point in the semester or an earlier point in the year, the semester, the Premier League semester um, <laughs> uh, with, with, you know, Alexander Arnold um, and Firmino still in that side, but at the same time have some really like powerful players that can kind of keep him going such as, you know, he's got John Stones, he's got Juan Basaka, which is looking like a better and better um, pick every week. Um, so that's an interesting one. And then contrasted with the winner faces who are obviously a, a pretty Chelsea heavy team. Um, and <laughs> I just cannot get over why it's seemingly inordinate love of Ferran Torres. <laughs> he loves that guy. Um, so, yeah. That's yeah. I'll be honest. I don't think Wyatt has touched his team in a very long time. That's what it seems like to me too. But <laughs> I, I I like to think that instead of that, it's just him holding out for these players. Team. Yeah, he just loves his team. He's like, this is the best team, and yeah. if I win, I win. If not, well, it's because the best team didn't win. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how that turns out, but. I think you're right. We could see a reversal of those last two places here pretty soon. Yeah, uh, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep an eye on it and let everyone know. (laughs) Totally. Um, Awesome. Is there anything else we want to say about the table before diving diving, uh, diving into the uh, Premier League table and talking about some of these teams? Um, I don't think so. Awesome. I think we're we're ready to move on. Let's uh, get into the to the meat and three of the podcast. Ooh, the meat and three. Um, so the way this will work is we'll each take a team in turn. So I'll start, we're going to start from the bottom and work our way up. I'll start with Sheffield United and then Evan will take West Brom and we'll kind of go um, back and forth from there. And we can obviously bounce, uh, like kind of interrupt or in, interject into other people's comments. Um, sure. With the, with the um, let's go ahead and give like a little... Uh, uh don't know what to call this but anyway um i've not been watching every single team lately <laughs> so yeah. um some of these comments may be very uh surface level or um maybe even a couple weeks outdated or you know um but you know we haven't podcasted in almost a month or so so yeah uh, we'll do the best we can i guess i'm speaking for myself you're you're probably more up to date than i am on some of this stuff so I don't um, know. You may, have, you may have to augment. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> augment my reality. Yes. Um, <laughs> augment my reality. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, so let's start uh, where it seems like we have to start, which is at the bottom of the table with Sheffield United. Um, I don't think anyone in our league has a Sheffield United player at the moment, so that is a good thing. Um, <laughs> That's a good place to start because uh, they have a total of 14 points from 29 games and a negative 37 goal differential. Um, uh, 34. Oh yeah. 34. You're right. Uh, 37 is West Brom. <laughs> uh, another team. Don't, don't steal my thunder. I won't. Um, <laughs> so some important things to, to remember or to kind of keep in mind about um, Sheffield United is first of all, they just fired their manager. Um, Chris Wilder uh, was fired before this past game week and um, 
they don't have a new manager. They, they have like a caretaker manager who I believe was just part of the, the kind of managerial squad um, up to that point. And immediately thereafter got beaten five to nothing by Leicester City. Um, a not terribly informed Leicester City. So um, uh, not in a good place at all. Would not suggest picking up any of their players. I can't think of a single one. I know earlier on in the season, um, some of us had Ryan Brewster because of how cheap he was, but even that doesn't seem like a great, a great pick at the moment. So I would say avoid at all costs uh, Sheffield United. They will not be in the league next year. No, no, they haven't been mathematically. Wait, have they been mathematically ruled out? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Cause there's like nine games left. They could technically, I guess, do it, but it doesn't look good for them. Yeah, they look like shit. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> to put it frank. <laughs> to put it very frankly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's been nice having them. They had an amazing run last year. So, um, uh, no no hard feelings, I guess, towards Sheffield United. Yeah, no, just a little disappointed that, the, that they're that bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Relegation maybe doesn't surprise me, um, but... The fact that they've been this poor is pretty sad compared to how they were last year. Yeah, so. and I think I think a lot of people would say they probably misspent some funds because they've actually spent yeah quite a bit of money in the past couple months, and it's just not gone right. gone well for them. They can't score. It, I I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what the deal is. They just don't have people that can score. Yeah, I mean they have like they have like championship level strikers basically, like Billy Sharp and people like that. Yeah, who who can Even score. Ryan- Ryan Brewster. Right. Yeah. 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 Level right now. Yeah. Who will, who will score for you against like, you know, Birmingham city, but they're not going to score against, you know, man city or something. Yeah. No, definitely not. Is there anything else to say about them? No. Bye. 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 Blades. I like their, I like their crest. Yeah. Their crest is cool. Kind of reminds me of like, I don't know why it kind of reminds me of like what you would think you would see at like a karate place like the logo for a karate place yeah yeah it's got your local local dojo (laughs) yeah they're definitely the most dojo looking crest (laughs) in the league i would say yeah i would say so too um okay well let's move on to west brom because we have 20 teams here so yep um west brom west brom west bromwich albion Press Bromwich, Albion. Um, not doing too much better as far as a points total. And they've only got 18 points out of 29 games. Uh, as you mentioned, they have negative 37 goal differential, which is worse than Sheffield. But even still, they feel better, at least right now, uh, the last uh, month. They feel like they've improved. Um, yeah. They've kind of settled into a game style, which... <sighs> Is it's just Fat Sam. That's what he does. Um, he has a very specific relegation style um, battle style. You know, um, he's gonna get the team to play as defensively as possible, and they're gonna try to win some games that way. Um, I I don't know. With with that being said. I think the only place um, I could see myself going for 
for fantasy assets would maybe be the defense because they're cheap mm. or um or maybe uh, uh the keeper in johnstone so because it looks like they will be able to keep some clean sheets against um against some of these uh lesser sides but I don't know. There's not really much other place to go because uh, they do have the exciting forwards, but I would just don't trust them in the Sam Allardyce uh, uh, regime. So yeah, he's going to, he's going to play pretty conservative. So yeah, I, I, again, not many places to go. Um, I don't know that that's, I don't know that I would necessarily go with West Brom, but if you had to, if you, could only afford a West Brom defender, then I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Just stick them on your bench and hopefully they come off and have a clean sheet or something. So, um, yeah, nothing too exciting, but yeah, West Brom, that's how they've been this, this season. Yeah, totally. Um, not exciting to watch brought in big Sam, um, I mean, there's not really much else to say. They're they're scoring at most one goal a game. Like their last couple of games have been like uh, zero to one, zero zero one zero. Like it's just a little bit dismal from a from a spectator's perspective. Um, yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've but... been there. I know. <laughs> Terrible. It's yeah. Not fun to watch. I think I think they're another one who's gonna get they're gonna get relegated. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there, there are still some questions about the relegation zone, but I don't, I don't see Sheffield or West Brom as, um, as really in doubt. Yeah. yeah. Me either. All right. Uh, so moving on up, I think we've gotten past uh, the two uh, least interesting teams to maybe, I mean, a team that I don't find particularly interesting, but is on the up and up for sure, which is Fulham. Um, so Fulham is sitting at, 26 points so they're still in the relegation zone but only by two points so they're two points below newcastle um they have a smaller goal differential than newcastle at negative 14 um and recently have been playing really well right so um at least as far as a fulham team goes um so they let's see uh what did they do this past week so they lost to man city but they beat Liverpool the week before that, and they tied Crystal Palace before that. Um, so if I had to guess, I still think they're going to go down. Um, I know you probably think differently. You have a different perspective on Newcastle than I do. But um, they, I think there are maybe some places you could go to get at least a little bit of value out of that team. And I think one of them might be, um, I know Spicer, I believe, has Josh, Josh uh, Maja, who is a forward for them, um, who doesn't play a ton, but he's like getting, you know, two points a game and he's cost five, five. So if you need to have um, a forward to sit on the bench who might get you some points if another forward gets injured, that's not a terrible place to go. Um or uh, if he's like the cheapest one on your starting eleven, like, well, maybe not cheapest one, but if he's like the worst player in your starting eleven, that's not that's not that's not terrible, I don't think. Yeah, you know? totally. Um, so that's great. Their manager looks awesome. Scott Parker looks looks good. He wore this. He kind of uh, 
set Twitter alight last week when he was wearing this puffy blazer thing that people thought was like really cool. It wasn't particularly cool, but I don't know. People <laughs> seem to like like it for some reason. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Fulham, I think they'll still go down. I still personally wouldn't buy any of their players, but there are probably situations in which um, you could make a case for a Fulham player here or there. What do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they've they've definitely tightened up. So they're looking a lot better. Kind of in the same kind of in the same vein as West Brom as far as their trajectory. Um, they've kind of tightened things up a little bit. Um, but they're they're a few steps ahead of West Brom in that. Um, they tighten things up at the back. I mean, they've been this way for like the last two or three months. They've tightened things up at the back and then they've started to figure out ways to possess the ball more or be more attacking. So that's why Magia is, is a good asset right now. You could even look at Lookman. Mm. Um, he might be a decent shout um, as far as uh, players um, that might get you points from Fulham. And then again, possibly a defender or the goalie, but uh, definitely not the first choice um, for you to go to. So yeah, no, it's kind of slim pickings down there as well. Not too many people I would go for. I mean, unless I, all of these are said with the caveat of if you just need someone to sit on the bench and it's really cheap, <laughs> these are the teams that you go to. Like if you need like the cheapest defender possible to sit third on your bench um, so that way you have funds for other people, then, yeah, you look at these teams. Um, so keep that in mind. But we're kind of thinking about, you know, who, are you, who can you actually play? Um, but yeah, I don't know. Not many, not many people on Fulham that you could go with. Um, anything else before we jump into Newcastle? No, I don't think so. Cool. Newcastle United. Well, they've really, they really put their foot off the gas a little too early. Yeah, <laughs> that's one way uh, of saying it. But then mixed with some injuries, that it looks dire for them. Uh, yeah. It doesn't look great. They're gonna. They're definitely in the relegation battle. Uh, they may stay up. Who knows? They've got a. De- they've got decent enough players. I think their players are overall. Their squad is higher quality than Fulham, but you never know what could happen. So, um, not a fan of Newcastle. Um, as far as fantasy assets, I don't even know who I would pick honestly. But just because Callum Wilson is hurt. Um, I don't know of anyone that's scoring and I definitely don't think that they'll keep a clean sheet. So I don't know why you would pick anyone from Newcastle besides to sit on your bench. Do you have, do you have, any no, I mean, left? I mean, I, I don't know. It feels worse than Fulham and West Brom as far as, <laughs> from a fantasy perspective. Yeah. So in my mind, like the three players who are worth picking from Newcastle are um Callum Wilson who is injured Miguel right. Almiron who is also injured right and uh, Alan, Alan St. Maximin um and I don't believe he's injured I'm not totally sure about that but he may not be at the moment but he's injury prone so extremely because he's he's like a really pacey player he runs at people he's in a in a season like this there's no way to expect his his body to kind of blast that out uh-huh. um and add that to the fact that he's basically doing it all himself, right? Like, so like he's the only one trying to create chances at the moment. 
um, him and John Joe Shelby from a free kick. <laughs> yeah, those are basically their options is like a Shelby header or St. Maximin does something really amazing. Yeah. So, and neither of those things seem particularly likely. So, um, again, in the absence of some extenuating circumstances, I would say avoid um, a Newcastle player. Yeah. Until until Kyle Muslin, uh, you know, isn't injured any longer. If that happens soon, then yeah. he's a, yeah, he's a then, super high value player. Yeah, then you might look at him. But yeah, I mean, he's also injury prone. So you, um, and I he's mean, older. And he's older. He may not come back this season like full strength, you know? Yeah. He may decide to kind of take it easy for the rest of the season and train over the summer. But I don't know. That's all speculation. So, but yeah. for now, we can't, we're not in the business of speculating. We need, we're in, yeah proven proven assets <laughs> yeah exactly we want a stable portfolio that's right we need a good mix of stocks and bonds <laughs> <laughs> only index stocks for me please <laughs> okay i don't i don't think that's even a thing uh, <laughs> it's an index fund oh that's right uh anyway moving on to um the next best team in the league which is Brighton Hove Albion. And this is in my mind where things start to get interesting um, yeah. because they're, I, I mean, they're very much in the relegation battle. They only have 29 points. Um, whereas Newcastle has 28 and Fulham has 26. So they're, they're very much um, in that scrap. Um, but there are a lot more promising pieces for um, Brighton than there are for the other teams. And I think Brighton have gone through the period of time in the season where they will have played worst, right? So like the past like month and a half, they were pretty abject and they were abject because they couldn't score goals, right? They could not get anyone to score. Um, And they were keeping the occasional clean sheet and getting a tie or giving up one or two goals. But that was really the problem with them was just not having someone who could score. Um, And so in my mind, there are definitely players that are worth getting from, from Brighton. And those players in my mind are uh, Joel Veltman defender. He's like four, he's only like four or five or something like that, but a consistent starter. Um, I think Lewis Dunk is worth getting. He obviously scored this past week. So maybe that's a little bit of recency bias, but um, I think he's worth getting. Uh, Uh, And, and historically he's been a good fantasy player too. Yeah, uh, it's just this year, this year, it it hasn't worked out as much, but yeah. Yeah, totally. And then I think um, if you were in, in the market for a, a low-cost midfielder, I think you could do worse than Pascal Gross, um, partially because he's taking penalties now. And I think mm. a, a penalty taker at 5-5 five, five is, like, not a bad shout. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I had I – had what's his name Sanchez the goalkeeper for a, a long time oh, and yeah yeah he's he's extremely cheap he's like four or five I think for a starting goalkeeper sure. but sure. he's he never got me more than like three points a game yeah yeah um, might, so I, probably, might be. I was gonna say I probably wouldn't go in that direction um but I, I could see the temptation um might be a shout for like a bench boost goalie but mm. Um, another, another couple that, oh, you already mentioned, uh, let's see, you already mentioned Pascal Gross. Um, I guess you could also look at Trossard. Mm. Um, 
who seems to get on the end of a lot of attacking stuff. Um, he's kind of in the mix, I guess. Um, so you, I would look at him, see see what price he's at. He might he might be able to fit in your squad. And I think at this point in the season, um, with some of the big names not performing as well or with injuries um, and just an inflated team value, um, you kind of have a little bit of room to look at some of those types of players where they're like, you know, five, six million. Yeah. You can either, you don't feel as bad getting them or you have the extra cash to get them. So either way, I think he's a shout, um, but that's the only additional one I think I would think of. I might even bring Pascal Gross in myself this week because I've got some changes I want to make. Um, do, they play, do they play this week? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Because they're, I guess now's a good time to mention there is this coming game week. If you listen to it before 29 is uh, it's a blank game week. So only like about half the teams play. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Brighton have Newcastle. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a, Ooh, that's got me tempted too. <laughs> maybe, maybe gross or maybe Tressard. I don't know. I, d- I mean, a defender too, right? You could, you could totally see a, a clean sheet coming. This yeah, but week. I've got, I've got three defenders that are playing and that's all I want. You do really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm assuming that they're going to play in the game, but I have three, three defenders. I nice. have, uh, I have Kansa, Strike and somebody else. I don't okay. Know. I've got three and a playing defender or a playing goalie. So. Oh, I'm looking at your team. Uh, Kufal. You've got Kufal, right? Kufal, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Um, but yeah, I think that's my take on Brighton. Anything else to add? No, I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good take. I personally like Brighton. I think Same. I think they're my after Everton, Everton, I think they're my second favorite team. So I I, I really want them to stay up so bad. Same. Yeah, I always enjoy watching them play. Um, that's the thing is I enjoy watching them play. So of course I want them to stay in the league. Get yep. Newcastle out of here. I hate watching them play. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Um, who's next? Oh, Burnley. So um, am I, do I have Burnley? I think you have Burnley. Yeah, I got Burnley. Um, Burnley. What can you say? They're going to continue to, to do Burnley things. They're, I don't know. I feel like they're, they've been on the up and up for a while, but I think they've kind of plateaued a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now that they realize, now that they beat Everton this past week, they, they definitely think that they're in the clear. So I think that they probably will be taking their, their foot off the gas pretty soon. Um, so I don't know that I would be jumping in to buy Burnley defenders, like maybe mm-hmm. in years past or even earlier this, uh, this season, maybe a month or two ago. Um, so uh, they are cheap, though. I mean, I would prefer a Burnley defender over maybe – um, a Newcastle defender or a Brighton defender, honestly. Hmm. Um, so just because of the way they play, although they are looking a little bit more attacking. So um, I don't know. I, I, I don't see a ton of assets, honestly, that I love. Um, Loton is really cheap. If he's still starting, you could go for him. Um, 
Chris Wood is a good player. I think he's interesting. He's always been like not quite there to pique my interest. He's always like in and around it enough to be like, oh, maybe he will step into that at some point. But then he's either gets hurt or doesn't play or doesn't score or something. So he's always an interesting one to me. I think I think he's pretty good. I think he'd be better if he was on a different team. Yeah, honestly. Um, but with the way Burnley play, um, I don't I don't see a ton of goals from them in general. So it's hard to pick him. But he's definitely one to look at if they've got good fixtures. Um, and then there's Dwight McNeil. How how can we go without talking about that goal? Oh my gosh! It uh, it's it's contender for goal of the season. It was just so pleasing to watch it was so frustrating too (laughs) because i'm watching my team get destroyed by dwight mcneil oh my gosh and yeah i mean i wish that that had happened against manchester united it would have it would have made my day because it was so beautiful and it still was like incredible to watch alive especially like i just i i don't know it was if you haven't seen it, please go watch it because it is honestly the. I said this on Slack, but it is one of the best play shots I've ever seen. It's yeah, it is easily, easily. I don't, it's like that one spot in the goal, in like the upper corner of the goal. That everyone shoots for, everyone's yes. trying to hit, and he it, hit it. Yes, it's incredible. Yeah, it's like it doesn't really like hit the back of the net, it more just like hits the like underside of the of the bar it's like oh my gosh yeah it's incredible. it's incredible incredible so i actually i'd probably look at him too he's he's always piqued my interest um well i guess for the last couple of years he's shown himself to be a good player yeah uh my brother texted me he's like i wish he played for someone else <laughs> yeah and i do i do too i kind of think he might go somewhere um so we'll see what happens I think he got a call up for the England under 21s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he deserves that at least. So um, I'm surprised he wasn't on the under 21s already. Which, yeah. That seems odd to me because um, he's just, he's, I really like him. Um, so I'd consider him too if you don't have anywhere else to go. But um, I don't know. Burnley's not been super standout ish to me this season. What do you think? Uh, no, I'm right there with you. I think if I had to buy a Burnley option, it would be a defender, either Lowton or uh, James Tarkovsky. Um, I think are both pretty nice, low-cost defenders. Um, a lot of people have Nick Pope as a goalie. I mean, he's not going to like keep a lot of clean sheets, but he makes a hell of a lot of saves. If so, you have him, you keep him, I think. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to go get him because I think he's too expensive to go buy. Exactly. But if you have him, he's not a bad player to hold on to. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so my my money would just be in the Burnley defense because that's what they do. You know, that's who they are. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna be they're gonna be very organized. Yeah. If you're buying a forward, you're really playing against type there, which I don't think ever really works out in the long run too well. Right. Um, well, awesome. So we've not talked about Burnley. I'm gonna talk about Southampton. Um, I mean, boy, oh boy, since we potted last, it has been a, an odyssey for Southampton. Um, 
but Ralph Hasenhutl is still there. Um, you know, they're not going to get relegated. So, I mean, I would like to see them flourish rather than like, I don't have anything against them. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't think they're super exciting to watch all the time, but right. um, the, yeah, I don't, I don't wish ill on them if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And there are a couple of really kind of obvious places to go with Southampton. The main one being James Ward Prowse, right? Like he's the, if you're going to have a Southampton player, I would say he's probably the one to get at midfield. Um, He's still pretty cheap. He takes basically every free kick for them is a free kick specialist takes penalties for them. Right. So um, this is the kind of player that it could really make sense to uh, to own I think they have a lot of players my read on them right now is that they have a lot of players who are fun to watch or good to watch on tv but not necessarily great fantasy producers so okay. like, like Musa Gineppo have you watched that guy play yeah I it love, has been a while I love watching him play he's like just everywhere all the time um, yeah but he's always in the in the midfield very rarely gets in into the opposing box um, right right so i think he's a great player not a great fantasy pick in my opinion sure. um yeah and then you've got che adams as a value striker obviously scored this past week um so might be a little bit more expensive than he was before but if you're looking for a cheap striker who will play game in and game out um that's the one i would i would i know there's a couple people in the league who are still holding on to danny ings i would say drop that dude yeah um he's i don't think i don't think he's coming back from this one in the same way that we expect any inks to play yeah yeah i think that's spot on you got to drop him i don't think i don't know he's not gonna hurt you even if you do drop him. you know it's not like so many people have him that it's gonna hurt so um especially in our league i don't no one really has him so um i don't yeah I, i just don't see that he's going to produce the rest of the season really yeah um and he's, he's had he's had a long and storied career and uh yeah i don't yeah, think I, I just don't think it's worth getting him at the moment no me either yeah i think that's yeah and you definitely don't want any other defenders yeah because i mean yeah. vestigard vestigard has also had injury problems right he was yeah the, yeah the yeah people had yeah and then that's not that's not worked out. So, but at least lately, not been great. I'm so. interested to know what happens to Ralph Hasenhutel though. What do you think? Yeah. yeah, he's he's. If you could pick a manager for fantasy, then he might be an interesting pick. <laughs> um, yeah, he is a very interesting guy, huh? I like him as a manager. Uh, I think he's trying to do the. I think I like managers when they stick to their game plan. Um, they're able to change it up, but they have a way of playing mm. and they're going to get their players to play that way. And he has, and they're, I think they're, they, at least in the beginning of the season, they were performing above, they were punching above their weight. And I think if he's able to um, recruit some players or bring some more players in from their, um, academy then they could Mm. they could they could do well next season it's 
but I don't know. I, I like him. I just don't know if they're ever going to get the talent to, to support him. I think he's probably above a Southampton club. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you had asked me this question two months ago, I would have said that dude's gone to some like, um, you know, decent German team probably. Right. Um, next season. I don't, but like they haven't been playing well. I don't know if that's the case. I could see him staying there. Yeah. Um, I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay there over the summer. He'll be in there next season and they'll reassess after that. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I wish the best for him. Totally. Hmm. Well, all right. Wolverhampton. Um, not much else to see here. Um, <laughs> oh, man. The middle of the table is getting is getting bleak, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't look great. Look at this. They've only scored 28 goals this year. Oh, my gosh. And it seems like all of them have come from either Neto or um, Neves. Yeah. And so I think those are the two players that you look at. It's simple as. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't want any of their defenders now that Patricio's hurt. Um, yeah. A bad injury, too. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I didn't watch the game, and I didn't check up on it afterwards. Um, I didn't even, check, like, really dig into it to see how bad the injury was. All I saw was the headline the next day was something about him being conscious. And I was yeah. Like, oh, if that's the headline, it must have been very bad. Yeah, they had like I don't know I don't know exactly what happened, but they had him in like a like an oxygen mask and stuff like that. It was like, man, that's so scary. Yeah, yeah. I, it's good to see that he's okay though, because I hope that he's able to recover and, and play. You know, that's yeah. Gosh, that's terrible. I mean, and anyway. think about that also with like what happened to Raul Jimenez early in this year too. Yeah, they've been that's like arguably two of their best players. Yeah, you would you know not. Patricio, maybe not as much from a fantasy ask, uh, standpoint. Um, he's been hit or miss, I guess. But, yeah, two of their like, solid players in the front and in the back. And, yeah, it really sucks. Wolves, they're, they're struggling now. I, I don't really see them doing too, too hot the rest of the season. But you could always pick up Neto or Neves, and maybe they'll get you some points. Um, yeah. If they've got a good, good run of fixtures, maybe. But, again, they've only scored 28 goals all year. That's not very much. Yeah, and I, I mean, there are players who you expect to produce, like Adama Traore. I don't think has a goal or an assist this season. Um, yeah, he's been he's been pretty poor this year, huh? Yeah, which is really just so disappointing because he's so much fun to watch. And he's so dynamic, but and they're and they're uh, the people that they've brought in have not done terribly well either, which is disappointing. Yeah, agreed. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't go. I would. I don't know that I would go anywhere to Wolves except those two players. Is there anyone else that you would can think of? No, I would probably even go Neves before Neto. Neto, just because I, I unless I'm mistaken, Neves takes penalties, um, mm. and I think in a team like you know Wolves or Brighton or Fulham, like yeah, you go can always think taker. about the penalty taker um, if they're cheap enough and if they play. Yeah. But um, if they and also if they're already in an attacking place, you know, right? Like like with. Jorginho, no one ever wants him even though he's the penalty taker that's a great you know? point. yeah so but yeah so he's gonna get attacked he's gonna get in the box and if he also gets a penalty well great so yeah it's a good point great point you want to move on to leads oh boy do i ever um it's eventually gonna start getting juicy listeners 
I mean, I think, I think this is where it starts getting juicy. Um, I know yeah. you have, you have Crystal Palace next, which I, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't envy you, but uh, I will talk all day about Leeds. Um, okay, let's, let's, let's do it. Because I think by this point in the season, I had expected Leeds to have run out of gas. Like, I, I just didn't think that they could sustain the playing style. Um, Especially and, for this season, too. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe that'll still happen. Maybe, you know, the last, like, seven or eight game weeks, they'll just um, start shipping goals really, um, really quickly. But it hasn't happened yet, and they remain fun to watch. Um, and, I mean, what else can you say? So glad to have them in the league. Uh, now we've got some things to talk about with them. The main one is Patrick Bamford, um, who was, who was obviously like a fantasy darling. Uh, I feel like <laughs> Patrick Bamford is like, is like the football equivalent of like Twitter famous where it's like, <laughs> it's like, he's, he's like FPL famous where um, he's just like such a good FPL asset that yes. it like overshadows how like good or bad he is as an actual player if that makes sense yeah no that makes sense he's a better fpl asset than he is an actual player i think exactly um and part of it is just contextual right like just being in right, that team yeah. and you could put anyone at forward i think on that um any like forward from any other team into that leads team and they would score a lot of goals just because because of how leads play um but so he's injured, not badly. There's like a 50% chance I was reading of him playing this coming week because obviously Leeds have a game. Um, they're one of the few teams that have a game this coming week. Right, right. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. I'm trying to remember who it is they play. Oh, they've got Fulham. So, I mean, Leeds, Fulham. There's probably goals in that game for Leeds, you would think. Um, you would think, yeah. So, uh, so Bamford is one to think about whether to keep him or um, or at least start him. I'll probably start him just because I don't have another forward who I can play in place of him this week who's got a game. Um, and then the other assets, I mean, Rafinha. I've got Rafinha. That man just eye test is incredible yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah. Passes the eye test with flying colors. Yeah. Oh, my god! I have him too. I have him too, and I was thinking about bringing Bamford in this week, but now that he's hurt, I don't know that I will which is sad because that's like the best fixture this yeah. season, uh, this week to pinpoint. And if you're bringing a player in, you want to try to target it, but I've already got Rafinha. Uh, I don't know that I, I don't know who else I would get. So yeah, um, to me, the attacking returns are going to come from either of those players as far as reliably and consistently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got the wingers, right? You've got like your, your, um Yeah. Well, I guess Tyler Roberts has been doing better. Um, you can always go with Dallas. Yeah. Uh, okay. I would also just say, if you don't have Pascal Stroik, I don't know what you're doing. The man is 3-9. Yeah, I got him and, when he was four. Yeah. And he plays every game. Well, he didn't play the lap. He didn't play when I had to bench boost him because he got hurt. when. Oh, really? And, and no one knew. Yeah. Well, at least he wasn't flagged or anything. Nothing had come out, and then all of a sudden he didn't play. I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, um, but I don't know that you could even buy a bench player for three nine. Like to have a yeah. player who yeah, yeah, is yeah. like a regular starter. 
for yeah. that cheap. Like, I don't know why you don't have that player. Right. And it was just a knock. It wasn't even a serious injury. So he played this last week when, when no one thought he would. So obviously it's not that big of a deal. So he, he looks set to start every game. Yeah, um, totally. So I, I definitely think that, yeah, I think you got to get him if, if you need, especially now is a great time because you probably are needing more players for this week. So Honestly, we're going to put a gold star by strike. Save some, uh, save some money, get you a player who's going to play. Yeah, exactly. You could do a double move, uh, get a defender, downgrade a defender for strike, and then you can upgrade someone else. It, it's a win-win there because you're going to get a playing player when you wouldn't have, and then now you've got – now you can upgrade elsewhere with another playing player, whatever. So, um, yeah, he's definitely one to look at for this, this week. So, yeah, hopefully he comes through for us. Totally. Okay. The, the only other thing I would say about Leeds is <laughs> every time I see it, I laugh so hard, which is Marcelo Bielsa when he, um, when he like takes the knee um, at the beginning of the game for the, um, the kind of minute of silence uh, for the uh, kind of anti-racism initiative. Um, yeah. He does it in such a funny way, which is like, he doesn't put his knee on the ground. So it's like a really difficult, it's seemingly like a really like strenuous position because his like knee is hovering above the ground um, and his, but other than that, he's in a kneeling position and it looks. What in the world? It looks hilarious. It looks like, like a, he's like, like bowing before a king or something like that. It's weird. Like a lunge, but a plank yes. as well. Yes. That, that's what it looks like. That is weird. What a weird man. <laughs> Maybe. I was going to say maybe he has bad knees and doesn't want to put that much pressure on it, but literally he sits in a squatted position for 90 minutes. So I know I couldn't do that. Any... I know me either. I don't know how he does it. Maybe. I don't know. There, there's so many questions about <laughs> that man that we will never be able to answer. It's like everything that people find endearing about Pep, which is like, He's like a soccer genius, but then he's yeah. so weird when it comes to everything else. Marcel Bielsa is like weirder. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, weird. Oh man. Uh, glad he's here though. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I don't know that there's anything else to say about Leeds. I think you pretty much touched on it all. That's that's good. Awesome. Uh, You've got a Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. <laughs> How on God's green earth are they in eleven? I was surprised to see it. <laughs> I don't understand. I guess it's been a long season, so um, they got a lot of points, I think, earlier on. But I don't even know who plays for them anymore. <laughs> like, I, I don't want, ever want to watch their games. They're, it's, it's, honestly, it could be 11 James McCarthy-MacArthur combinations out there, <laughs> and I wouldn't know. Like, I... I I don't know. I mean, is Zaha even fit? I don't know. I think he's... I haven't paid I, attention. I don't think he's fit right now. Yeah, I don't think he is. I'll check that while you're talking. I don't know that there's anyone on that team that I want. Absolutely no. Which is weird, because they're in 11th place. You would think there's at least, like, one player. Which, usually, it is Zaha. But still, you would think there would be one extra player that you could get. And yeah. So, it looks like Zaha, not. he is fit. So he He's played. Fit. He played okay. the full ninety minutes last week, but before okay. that, it it had been like seven or eight weeks before he played. Okay, obviously he's always he's always a pick, but 
because he can do things on his own. So yeah. I guess you could always look at him, but they look, I don't know. How do they look? I don't watch them. They're, they're, I don't like watching them because they're boring. I mean, yeah, they're miserable. And I yeah. think that that's, that's kind of been a strategy, right? Like Roy Hodgson, their manager is like, <laughs> It's like it, a team built to stay up, right? To stay in the league. And yes. it doesn't matter what they look like. But I think at the end of the day, and I, I've heard a little bit about this from different people who um, are connected to like Crystal Palace fan groups, is like while that is like good for like business purposes and probably feels good as a fan for a while, right? Being a, a solidly Premier League team at the end, like at a certain point, you just want to enjoy what you're watching. And I don't feel like anyone can possibly enjoy the way Crystal Palace are playing right now. Even no. if it does mean that you stay up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sad because they have Zaha, who we've already mentioned, but the other one that I wish was a fantasy asset is um, Eze. Yeah. I, he's he's a good player. Totally. Um, I I feel like they have something to build off of in the attack, so maybe they can do something over the summer. But I don't know. They just uh, they don't really have much going for them. Yeah, there's nothing I'd, there. I'd love to see them bring in an exciting manager, um, someone on like the the kind of Ralph Hasenhutl tip level. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean. Like, I, not him, obviously. I don't think yeah. he would go there. Yeah, but... I don't, no, that's a sideways move. Um, but yeah, so that would be interesting. And then I was just thinking, how miserable must it be from a fan's perspective to watch a game yeah. knowing that your best player, who is the most exciting person to watch, one of the most exciting people to watch in the league, Wilfred yeah. Zaha, is like literally like does not want to be there he wants to be on a better team and has wanted to be on a better team for the last like five years yeah yeah i mean and he's only there because of circumstances yeah and you better <laughs> hope to god that you sell him for enough money that you can buy quality players yeah. and that they'll make and that they will make the right decisions that is honestly the scariest part about being about being a fan is like you know you have your best player that is going to leave yeah. And you just are praying that your club does the right thing, like sells for the right amount of money and then also uses that money to buy the right players. And a lot of the times it just goes south. Yeah. So I, think if, I, I could not stomach being a Crystal Palace fan. Yeah. I think if you're a Crystal Palace fan, you're really hoping that you get a new manager before you sell Wilfred Zaha. Just so that you yeah, can oh. like you, so that you can yes. use the funds to like build a team in somebody's image and not just like, yeah, fill in holes. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Don't pick anyone from Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah. don't do it. How are they? I don't know. <laughs> How are they in eleven and right. are so miserable at the same time? We and need to move on. We need yeah. to move on. We've got a lot more teams. We're going. in a black hole. Yeah, we're halfway done. All right, we, All got right, we can do this. We, we got can Arsenal. Do um, okay. So Arsenal, obviously huge win this past weekend against Tottenham. Um, I mean, just a, a really interesting game to watch. Not because Tottenham did anything good, because they didn't, but because of the kind of 
stuff around Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Um, and uh, I mean, Arsenal have like they are, they are a team that, whereas for uh, the past couple of years, they've always felt like a team that was like in the process of dissolving, right? Yeah. They are, they're not a fully formed team, but they are a team that rather than feeling like they're in the process of dissolving, feel like they're in the process of congealing into something, which is always, <laughs> you know, it's a nice place yeah. to be, I'm sure, as a fan, because it's like, you've got players like Smith Rowe and um, Bakayo Saka yes, um, yes. and Martin Odegaard, who are really right. doing cool things there. Um, and cool things independent of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who you've basically relied on to carry the team for the past couple of years. Um, so I, I am excited for what is happening at Arsenal. I think from a fantasy perspective, um, I think Smith Rowe is probably a good option. Um, I don't know his transfer price, but he seems much more likely to be very cheap. Yeah. Like, a cause the, the question with him was always, was he going to get the minutes? Right. Yeah. Um, and it seems a little bit more the case that, that um, that is going to happen. I don't know Odegaard's price, but man, I would be tempted to pick up Odegaard just because mm-hmm. um, he, he's, man, he's such a good player. And Sokka's, Sokka's hurt right now, so I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't pick him up, but that might be another place to look. I, I, I mean, <laughs> Arsenal is still Arsenal in defense. I wouldn't pick any Arsenal defenders. Um, and I probably wouldn't pick Bert Leno. Um, but I mean, maybe Bert Leno is a good fantasy choice, but I probably wouldn't pick him just because I would hate to like um, go through that. But I, I would probably go attacking with Arsenal and I would probably center on Smith Rowe or Odegaard or the Kaiosaka. When, I, I know you mentioned that um, you, know, you wouldn't go to Arsenal's defense, but I looked at um, just looking at their stats. It's kind mm. of surprising, and it has changed the maybe um, shifted my perspective. I think their defense is actually uh, much better than we give them credit for. Interesting. Uh, so, to give you an example, this is only based on goals uh, goals allowed. So, this is one stat, um, not even clean sheet. So, one stat. Um, but Manchester City has twenty one goals allowed. Mm. Chelsea has 25 goals allowed. Aston Villa has 28. And then Arsenal has 29. Interesting. So they are the, they're, they've given up the fourth least amount of goals. That's a very surprising. Yeah, it is. Um, but I mean, obviously, I don't think there's been a ton of clean sheets from them. But, um, you know, giving up a goal a game. Not, not the worst. No, no, that's a good point. So, yeah, I mean, so maybe if you can find value there, maybe that's a place to look. I would, I would maybe look at one of the attacking wing backs. Oh Lauren. yeah, Kieran, Kieran so, Tierney, Kieran Tierney might be a, well, a good pick. I, if Tierney's playing that wing back role, I know at the beginning of the season I picked him up and he wasn't. He was in the back three. He wasn't mm. the wing back. So take a look at that. But uh, Bellerin's always a good pick. Um, as yeah, far he as, like, he didn't play this past week though. I don't know. I don't think Arteta is very happy with him at the moment. Okay. Hmm. I would probably go Tierney of any of those defenders personally. Okay. Yeah. Then he might be the place to go, but a defender might be an interesting shout. Might a different differential pick, I think. Yeah. Um, 
to get a little to get a leg up. But... And they've got a game this week too. Oh, well, look at that. Very nice. Man, we're talking ourselves into all sorts of weird things. I know. All right. <laughs> Want to move on to Aston Villa? Sure. Aston Villa. Um, they're still good. <laughs> they're still a good team. Yeah. Um, let me pull up their uh, their history. They've kind of let's see. Their, their last match was one one against Newcastle. Not great, but um, I still think they're like a decent threat attacking wise. Ollie Watkins, geez, um, he's a good player. He's a really good player. Um, and I don't know. I don't. It was in the last couple of games when I watched them. It might have been against Newcastle. I am just – there was one of the games that I was just shocked that he hadn't scored. Mm. Um, I mean, I think he had hit the post or something, and that he was just on the end of a lot of things. And he is a good player. So I think that's somebody that I would look at. Obviously, Jack Grealish. Um, you've got the defenders. They're all – I mean, almost all of the defenders are good picks. Um, depending on which one you can get. Um, I don't know. They've got – so I would say, like, as far as from a fantasy perspective, I would say um, Ollie Watkins, Jack Grealish, um, Kansa, and Mings are the – and Martinez are the players that I'm looking at, you know? And Target. I've got Target. And Target. Oh, yeah. Wait. Is Target a Burnley guy? No, Target's a – He's a middle guy. Okay, yeah. Every time I see his name, I get it confused because Burnley colors are so similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, so any of those, their defense is just really good. Um, yeah. They have, like I just mentioned, they've, they have the third least amount of goals allowed So in the whole league. So that's incredible. So, yeah, if you don't have a defender, I don't know what you're doing. Um, and if you're still in flux about the goalie situation, it's not too late to pick him up. He's the, he's the best goalie. He's so good in the league. I don't know how he gets 10 points a game, but he does. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Even when they don't get a clean sheet, they're, he has 10 points. they're right at that sweet spot. I think where they give up a lot of, like they're not good enough to not give up a lot of shots, but they yeah. are good enough to not give away a lot of goals. It's weird. Yeah, so it's, it's probably like bad shots or like not high XG shots. Um, they're keeping it tight. But yeah, so he's able to make saves. He's able to get, he just gets bonus points. Like that's the stuff that you can't, you can't expect from a bunch of other goalies. So yeah, just pick him up. I mean, if you haven't, if you haven't gotten him, you just got to sell out and get him. I think <laughs> that I did. I mean, yeah, I did. And I've enjoyed it. It's nice to not have to think about it. So um, yeah, I think they're, I don't think that they will, I don't think that they're going to be able to place for Europe. Um mm. But I think they're settling into probably their true spot is right yeah. around eighth, ninth, tenth. Um, so I think they're going to continue to play that way throughout the rest of the season. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's many places to go. Um, and they play this coming week. So I would say probably get – who do they play? They play Spurs. So not great, but still, you want them for the rest of the season, I would say. So – I would probably pick up – I'd probably pick up a Villa asset. Yeah, totally. Um, or, or two this week if you're able to. Um, just because lo- the rest of the season you'll hold on to them. They'll be good. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, also, just something to keep on the horizon or on the uh, to keep notice of, maybe is what I'm trying to say, is the fact that Jack Grealish will probably be back in the next couple of weeks, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. So that's obviously going to be beneficial because you'll have another person to choose and also he'll impact the team greatly. So, yeah, yeah. Good things. Good things um, for Villa. Yeah. They're just oh boy. All a team. All right. I have got Tottenham Hotspur. Good for where, you. Where even to start? I mean, since we potted last time. Gareth Bale, I guess, is the way. Gareth Bale is is definitely one of the things. So they were like doing terribly when we talked last time, I think. Um, yeah. And since then, they have they have turned things around, um, largely thanks to getting Harry Kane back, uh, getting Gareth Bale in form, um, and kind of solid solidifying some things in defense. Um, but they lost a big game this past week. Um, I still feel a little bit uneasy about Tottenham players just because they're they're not set up yeah. to they're they're set up to win. They're not set up to score. Like they're they're not gonna be um you know getting you a bunch of goals each week. It seems pretty unlikely that um you'll have big points value from their attackers. Um but that being said, Harry Kane is Harry Kane and will score a lot. I'm probably going to bring him in this week. And he takes um, pins. So yeah. He's a good I mean, he's a, he's a force of nature from a fantasy perspective and is kind of independent of Tottenham's, uh, Tottenham's uh, yeah. woes or um, joys in other places. Yeah. Um, the other places I would think about for them – I know Jay, obviously a big Tottenham guy, has gotten a lot, had a lot of luck with um, Alderweireld as a defender. So I don't think a Tottenham defender is a terrible idea, right? Because they're they're just like parking the bus most weeks. Um, but to to me, like Alderweireld is the best option because he's always going to be playing. Um, yeah. And I mean, I I wouldn't say Davison Sanchez or Serge Aurier are good value picks. Um, yeah. Sun is an interesting one. I have Sun. Obviously, he had like a, a like very small injury this past week. Um, it people are unsure whether he's going to play this week. I kind of suspect not. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to get rid of him. Hmm. And that has less to do with the injury and more to do with the fact that because Gareth Bale is is starting now. It just naturally decreases instead? chances. No, I'm not going to get Gareth Bale. Oh, okay. I'm ju- I just think it naturally decreases the number of chances Sun is going to get. Not increase. No, I don't think so. Hmm. What do you think? you think? I don't know. That's it's an interesting. Um, that's an interesting topic, and I think it depends on the player. I think it depends on whether you not think whether or not you think Gareth Bale is a more selfish player. Or if just him being on the pitch is going to improve their attack in general, so I think yeah. that's kind of the sticking point. With Jack Grealish, it's obvious. Yeah. With Gareth Bale, it's not as obvious. I think he's. I don't think I've watched him play enough lately to know how he's going to do. It seems my perspective is that he's a more selfish player, so maybe it would take away from Sun's chances. 
whereas someone like Christian Erickson in the past was a good pick, but would also increase Sun's chances. So it's like, then it's like, well, now you got to pick one between the two or you just get both or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Um, I think that's kind of the going it going before everyone before Sun got injured and before the Europa games and everything. That was one of the things I was considering was, do I bring in Sun? Do I bring in uh, Bale? Do I bring in, you know, which one do I bring in neither? So mm-hmm. now I'm kind of leaning towards neither which sucks because they have a decent fixture. I mean, it's not great, though, I guess, with yeah. Aston Villa. So, I don't know. I guess I just don't trust the bail thing yet. Yeah, I, I don't know that I trust it either. Uh, is he going to play <laughs> is the first thing. <laughs> and then is he actually going to play, you know? Right, exactly. And then, you know, I don't know. It's, it's tough. So, I don't think I'm going to bring either of them in, although definitely one to keep an eye on. Yeah, um, Gareth Bale uh, over the next couple weeks. Maybe you might be able to spike some points from him. Um, you know, get a big, big chunk rise, maybe a big um, chunk league, rise in the league table because of it. So I don't know. He's a he's an interesting, interesting one. But yep. Jose's we'll going to Jose. We'll move on to Everton. Um, oh, you got Everton. Yeah. How fortunate. Um, <laughs> I, not, I mean, if we had potted any time in the past month and a half, this would have been great. But after a loss to Burnley, yeah, it's never great. <laughs> um, uh, not great. I mean, we're fighting for Europe, and I think we'll continue to eke out points here and there. Um, I hope that we are able to get a Europe spot. Um, but you never know. We've got we're kind of it kind of feels like we're fizzling out which sucks mm. we've got players hurt we got players not performing um we're gonna have to i think we're gonna have pretty tight games i don't think we're gonna have i doubt that we're gonna return to the form of the first part of the season where we're scoring three goals a game two three goals a game so calvert lewin's still a decent shout he just gets goals mm. um and he's cheap and consistent but I'm thinking about selling him this week because he doesn't play. So that kind of tells you where how I feel about Everton assets, um, specifically him, where, you know, he's good, but I don't mind getting rid of him either. So that's kind of how I feel about the whole Everton squad. Uh, there's not many players that I would choose. I think it's DCL and Luca Dean. Those are maybe the two players that you consider. And... Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anyone else. I yeah. don't know. I mean, I don't expect them to – I don't expect us to keep clean sheets. If I did, then I would say maybe Ben Godfrey because he's cheap and he, he's been playing a lot. But, yeah, not not many players I would go with for Everton. What's – from an outsider's perspective, what do you think? Yeah, I – the only other player that you haven't mentioned that I might consider would be like um, – it's like Keen, right? Is it Michael Keane? Michael Keane, yeah. Um, but that's like – I think there's like a 0.1 difference between him and Luca Dean, so you're basically just um, talking about yeah. essentially the same player. And I had Luca Dean until this past week, and I got rid of him just because I didn't like the what I was seeing from them defensively. Yeah. And Not great. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's just – I mean, I don't think it's a, a systemic problem, right? It's 
No. To me, my read is like this is Sigerson and James being out and a couple people having not great games. Um, yes. Because if both of your creative attacking midfielders are out, I don't know how much you can expect from your other attacking players. Um, yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like there's much else to say from my perspective. Trying to no. think of other players I've enjoyed watching from them. Who who takes penalties when both of those players are out? Because it would usually be one of those two, right? My guess would be Richarlison. Oh, that's right. Who yeah. is obviously like turning into quite the star, but uh, has has had not had a great season this season. He's done well. Well, he's, he's had his but... moments. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess it's because we have more players surrounding him that it's less of a focus on him all the time um yeah which is good but also you know he's not he's not scoring all the goals um dcl is so um, yeah it feels a little bit like when you first brought richardson in which was like you brought him in and like just plopped him there and expected him to like be able to create goals which is just not what he's about right yeah yeah he needs other players around him totally yeah absolutely but i don't know not not a lot going on from a fantasy point of view yeah so, let's move on to the other side of the mersey the, the other the side of the well, mersey the, river well it's not the other side of the mersey because oh really yeah because the mersey well i don't think so i don't know because the mersey the mersey um yeah no because liverpool it's not divided by the river i see well the metaphorical other side of the mersey it's the across the park that's the actual term because it's literally like just it's our stadium, a park, and then their stadium. Oh, wild! Yeah, it, it's like a mile, or I think it's less than a mile. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. But we'll be moving soon, which yeah is which kind of sucks, but also cool because the stadium looks great. So. It looks sick. Yeah. Um. So Liverpool, I mean, if you haven't been following any of the storylines, the big one is, you know, Liverpool and free fall, right? Like they have um they lost a record number of games at home and they have been if not historically bad then like close enough to historically bad for it to be extremely worrying over the past couple of weeks um now they did pull out a win at wolves on saturday but it didn't look great um the i think diego jada scored and I mean, that dude, it's like you literally, it's like an injection of adrenaline when that dude starts playing again because he's so good and he just brings so much to that team. I would say clearly the best player in that game um, and the best player on Liverpool's team right now. So that's like one fantasy place I would look is Diego Jada. Yeah. Because um, I think he he classifies as a midfielder and... Um, but is like playing basically Firmino's role in that front three right now. Um, yeah. So Diego Jato would be great. Um, I still have Salah. I'm not planning on selling Salah. Um, I think they're like, I thought about selling him recently, but that just seems a little bit more of a panic sell than I want to, um, than I want to be a part of right now. Hmm. Uh, how do you feel about Salah at the moment? I think I'm going to sell him. Really? Yeah, because I'm going to bring someone else in to replace him this this week. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand holding him. I, I definitely don't fault that at all. Um, I just would rather take the upside of selling him this week when he doesn't have a game mm. to bring in someone that does um, and then hope that he doesn't burn me the rest of the season. Yeah. Which I, I think is probably fine at this point because um, he's dropped in percentage. Most of our most of our league table doesn't own him, I don't think. So he's not he's not one that he's not a must have or anything like that. So we're not even close. Yeah. I think the same the problem that has always been the problem with Salah this year and continues to be the problem is just replaceability, right? Like yeah, you've got to, you've got De Bruyne, and that's really it at that kind of yeah, and, and Fernandez. But if you don't have Fernandez, what are you doing? So it's like, yeah, um, yeah, it's hard to know how to replace him unless you're just going straight from him to KDB. Yeah, exactly. Um, the defenders are always tempting with Liverpool, but I don't think I'm going to go there. Yeah, they've just not looked good enough consistently to spend that much money on them. So I think Jota is the only fantasy pick that i would consider totally me too cool west ham number five they're in fifth place huh um they're still doing things um we'll see how they do against arsenal but they're they're looking decent i mean they've still got a good defense i feel like they just have overall they're like a solid team yeah um where I would look from a fantasy perspective is probably the defense. Like I said, I've got Kufal. He's really cheap. Um, so I would continue to maybe look there, see if you can find anything, especially because they play this week. Um, he's going to be a good asset. If you don't have defenders. Um, I would maybe look at Antonio if he's not hurt. He's um, not. Front, yeah. If you need some players um, up front, then I would pick him maybe. Or at least look at him. Who do they play? Oh, they play Arsenal. So yes, yeah, still not not a terrible game. Um, I could see West Ham scoring in that. I think it'll be a good game, a fun I one think to it'll watch. Be a good probably game too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be pretty competitive. I kind of think Arsenal will win. I kind of do too. Just because Arsenal are kind of on the up, West Ham are kind of on the plateau or decline. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if West Ham can keep it up, but I kind of don't think that they will. So. I'm not going to too heavily invest in West Ham. I've got my player. I don't think I have more than one. Um, are there any midfielders or anyone else besides like Kufal or another defender and Antonio? Suchek. So, and, oh, yeah. Oh, how did I forget Suchek? And Lingard. Those are, oh. the, those are the two. Oh, okay. See, I, I still don't know if I trust Lingard, but maybe he's going to continue to do things in West Ham. I don't know. Yeah, I love it. I would I would bring him in it myself, but I already have too many West Ham players. <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll look at Suchek or, or Lingard then. If you have in. the money for Lingard, I would go Lingard over Suchek. Well, I could sell I could sell Salah for Lingard. Yeah, that true. sounds like it. In I could do that, and it it's not it's actually not that bad. But on paper, saying I'm going to sell Salah <laughs> for Lingard seems like the most catastrophic move I could ever make. Yeah, amazing. So, uh, yeah, I, I might consider it. You've got me. You've got. Uh, you've got me thinking about it now. I'm so, a big fan uh, of Lingard at West Ham personally. 
I, I hope it works out for him because it just obviously was not – he was done at Man U, you know. He was just yeah. done. So, um, I know you've mentioned uh, frequently about his beard. His Yeah, he, he's kind of trimmed hair. it up now. Oh, okay. It's, it's more uh, streamlined. Not as scraggly anymore. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you want to move on to talk about your beloved Chelsea? Oh, Chelsea. You love you love talking about them. I love talking about Chelsea, man. I don't know. Um, I mean, what's not? I mean, what can we say that hasn't been said other than that they're playing really well? Thomas Tuchel's got them playing really good, good soccer. It's like the perfect balance for me between the kind of pass it back and forth and actually having some attacking thrust. Um, obviously, not all players are fi- like firing on all cylinders. Um, but Kai Havertz is starting to play well. Yeah. Timo Werner is starting to ramp up a little bit. Um, they are becoming less dependent on Olivier Giroud up top. Um, so, I mean, just loving everything that's happening at Chelsea. They're like the the of all the teams in the Premier League, they're the one I want to watch week in and week out right now. Um, so, with that in mind, players to think about. I mean, defenders are always great. Like, they're not giving up goals, right? So, you could always go for, like, a Rudiger or – He's cheap. I would – I probably wouldn't go Christensen. Yeah. Just because I think Thiago Silva will be back soon, and I feel like Christensen's That's probably his... the one who's going to yeah. get benched, even though he's playing really well. You've got Azpilicueta. Azpilicueta. Um, he will play. Chilwell is a, is a tricky one because it's unclear whether he will play week to week um, right. depending on how what kind of defensive formation Tuchel puts right. him in because he's got right. two or three that he likes. Um, but that's where I would that's where I would think is is in defense. Yeah. And you've got you've still got Mendy, right? Mendy must no. be. Oh, no. you don't. I have Martinez. I, I sold him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think Mendy would be fine though. I think yeah. if you've got him, especially, don't get rid of him. Um, yes. Yes. But. Players to get rid of. I mean, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't keep Christian Pulisic. I know a couple of people in our league have yeah. him. I don't know and, if I'd go for any of the attacking players. And that's not because they're not good. It's just you don't know right. if they're going to play. You don't know if they're going to play, and um, yeah, and they're not. They're. I don't think attacking is is their first goal either. Yeah, they want to. They want to set up defensively and play good. Uh, football they want to possess you know it's like they want to like they want to be the better team i guess yes before they just before they just go balls to the wall and try to score you know the only exception i would say is i think mason mount would be a good pick okay he's starting every game and he's getting a ton of chances yeah 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 no that's a good shout i think that's a good shout um and callum hudson odoi would be like a very very rogue punt um, yeah but you could go there too Um, totally if you just want to have some fun, that's who I would, that's my fun pick from Chelsea, I think. Yeah. Cause he looks like he's been playing a decent amount. He's so good too. He's really, like he's good. a really good. They player. have so many players. They're going to have to get rid of them. Some of them, you know, I think, yeah, there's a lot of rumors around Pulisic leaving this summer. Really? Yeah. A ton. That's apparently, sick. apparently there are offers from like man United. Bayern oh Munich. God. Like, <laughs> it's going to be a wild summer, huh? I know. Gosh, they're like Cristiano Ronaldo made United rumors going around right now. It's like, 
who knows what's going I happen. am not a big fan of this reunion tour type of thing. No, me neither. I hate it. It's like, I don't know. I just don't like it. Didn't like it when Ray- Wayne Rooney came back to Everton. I don't necessarily enjoy Bale being back at Spurs. Yeah. I mean, although it's turned out fine recently, like he's played well, it's just not like a, I don't know. It's not a I thing that it, I love. I think it makes sense from a business perspective for the player and possibly even for the yes. club. No, but... that makes sense from a fan perspective. Yeah. Not, not fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's relive the old times again. Oh, and it's never goodness. as good as they want. So, um, want to talk about Lester? Yeah, I guess. I don't love Lester, but me neither. Um, I don't know. I guess there's, they're still a good team. I mean, they're a really good team and I don't give them enough credit. So yeah, you could go, uh, who would you pick from a fantasy perspective? Um, they've got man city coming up. So obviously not a great time to buy. So, I mean, you could maybe go Ianacho cause I think Vardy's hurt. So he's probably going to be the player to play and he yeah. had a hat trick this last game. So maybe you pick him up after the city match, um, need a forward, a, a cheapish forward. Um, Madison, I don't even know what Madison's doing. He's, um, he's injured again, I think. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's not too many places to go from an attacking standpoint, except maybe Perez, but that's a, that's a punt. Yeah, um, I wouldn't do Perez. Perez. Um, so I think Ianacho's the way to go up front and then – They've got some injuries in the back as far as Justin, right? Yeah. So is Pereira still hurt too? I think Pereira might. I can't remember. So you can maybe go Pereira if he's fit. Um, Soyuncu if he's fit. Those are the only players I would pick, really. Yeah. I I think I'm right there with you. I think Iannaccio would be a great pick just like on form, but I wouldn't do it this week, right? They don't have a game, so it's like – Right, they don't have it, and then they have City. So it's like, yeah, it's going to be a little bit before you get him. But one to keep an eye on, if Vardy doesn't come back for the rest of the season, you may want to pick Iannaccio up, and he may he may trickle in some points. You never know. Yeah. The only th- other thing I want to add about Lester is, like, I think pound for pound, Casper Michael is the best keeper in the league. That dude is incredible. He is he's really good. Um Man, I don't – I'm trying to think if uh, there's anyone else that I think is better. Honestly, I think it's between Schmeichel. Um, Ederson. Oh, yeah, Ederson. Maybe Allison. I don't know. Yeah, I guess Allison too. Um, honestly, Martinez is looking really good. Yeah. he's like He's like right below them. Very, very close to that level. Um, and I honestly think Nick Pope is better than Jordan Pickford, but um, <laughs> do you guys so do you think, think you'll I think Pope would be below I think Pope would be below Martinez? So. Do you think you guys will pick up a goalie this offseason? I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do with Olsen. Um, so I think I don't remember if we bought him or loaned him. I think we bought him. I don't know. I have no idea what we'll do. I don't yeah. think we will. I think if Pickford goes. If someone wants to buy Pickford, then I think we'll sell him, and then we could pick up someone else, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not looking great back there. So I think we'll probably have the same those two 
it'll be Pickford and Olsen, or it'll be Olsen and someone else, or it might even be Pickford and someone else. Um, but I think at least one of those are still going to be there um, for sure. But I don't think we'll go get a star keeper or anything. I think we'll just kind of continue on. Um, I think Ancelotti's already said that there's only going to be maybe one or two people that we go in for. Okay. So we're going to be selling a lot of players. We have a bunch of dead weight on our books that we're trying to get rid of. So I wouldn't expect much from Everton this summer. Okay. Um, Just an FYI. Good to know. Just a PSA. Just a PSA. A little Everton PSA. All right. uh, Man United. Man United. Um, So the um, just kind of thinking about the trajectory of Man United, um, they – I think plateaued is maybe a good description for them right now. Um, sure. They've drawn a couple games recently that you, they probably should have won. Um, and the ones that they've won have not been super convincing. Sure. But I think a lot of people are attributing that to tiredness on the part of someone like Bruno Fernandez and um, maybe like Marcus Rashford and whatever, um, because they're just playing a heck of a lot of games. Um, Definitely. That being said, I mean, second place speaks for itself. Continually surprised by how well they're playing. And they're really fun to watch. Like, genuinely, they, yeah. they are a good watch. So Yeah, no, they really are. Because you don't know how their game is going to go. Yeah. a lot they, to, could play, they could play really well, or they could just shit the bed. And, yeah. And it's still fun to watch, regardless. Yeah. And when they play well, it's just like a, a style of, of game that I don't think a lot of other teams in the league play which is like a real just really pivoting around Bruno Fernandez from an attacking standpoint like everything yeah. goes through that guy and so yeah. like just to watch him like find passes and ping passes off people is a real joy to watch um yeah 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 who would have thought this time last year that we would have this like just dynamo in the league um like cannot, Bruno Fernandez yeah. i cannot believe it it, it like that's easily like i, I mean Man United transfers at some point had to pay off because they were just buying so many different people. Yeah. Um, but they finally get it. They finally did it. So yeah. Good, good on them, I guess. They they made the right choice um there. So yeah, he's I mean, he's obviously the best uh yeah. fantasy aspect, fantasy aspect, fantasy asset from them. I've good said Lord. before it's been a long pod. Uh yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're pushing uh an hour and a half or something right now probably right wow yeah um uh i've said before i think Juan Basaka is a decent pickup um okay. i know you don't love him and yeah. i think i think there's reasons for that like he's not a great attacker but he's a great defender and yeah um just by virtue of the way they play he ends up in attacking situations quite often so yeah oh yeah he does he he's not going to really... score but he's going to cross He's going to cross, and you just hope that one of them is good. <laughs> he, right? like, one in three will not be blocked by the person guarding him, basically. Um, yeah. So I, I still like him as, a, as a, an asset because it's, yeah. he's like a, a cheap defender on a really good team, and that's always a nice spot to be in. Um, and then I've got Edison Cabarni. I feel very ambivalent about it because he's injured right yeah. now. Um, but I, I am still planning on keeping a hold of him to see if yeah. I can get some differential points from him. 
Yeah, it doesn't look great just because Rashford and Greenwood are both there and getting a ton of minutes. Yeah, they are, but I mean, he they... can still fit in. Don't get me wrong. He, he yeah. fits in at the top there, but because I don't think Martial is going to be the number one up top. So I don't know. I think uh, you can attribute a lot of like the the unfortunate results for them recently to not having Edison Cavani. So yeah, I can see that. That's my thought. Uh, nothing else to say about Man United other than I cannot believe Ole Gunnar well, Solskjaer is still managing that team. I know. Uh, he has lucked out somehow. Also, yeah. another fantasy asset, Luke Shaw. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I would pick him over Wamba Saka. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. So, if, if the money's um, right. I don't know what their differential is between them. but Sure. Yeah, I would, I would probably go Shaw over Wamba Saka. Um, but other than that, there's not too many places to go. You could maybe get a Rashford or a Greenwood, but um, you're kind of – that's a luxury. Those are luxury moves, I think. Yeah, and they also don't have a game this week, just FYI. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to pick them up this week. Well, let's move on to the last team, Manchester City, and then we'll wrap up and we'll be done because I know this has been a long one. Um, so thank you for being with us if you're still here, listener. Um, <laughs> Manchester City, they're still just the dominant force – that they've been this whole season. Um, gosh, you definitely want that. I mean, their defense has just been incredible all year. Yeah. Um, their midfield has gone through transitions and they've not really had a reliable forward up front, but regardless, um, which I guess that kind of mirrors the fantasy assets that you want. Because you definitely want the 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 defenders, Cancelo, Stones, um, Diaz. I mean, maybe you want all three. I don't know. I mean, yeah. they're all great picks. Um, I don't know as far as other fantasy assets. I think maybe the next one would be Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, which is interesting. He's kind of going to close out the season um, on a high on a high note. I think he looks like he's back in in shape and he's doing his thing so um i think gudenduan is kind of on the way out (laughs) unfortunately so i'm definitely going to be getting rid of him at some point and i might upgrade him to de bruyne my baby boy um (laughs) maybe mares maybe sterling but i don't know how reliable they are sterling's probably reliable to get minutes i guess but with champions league it's always going to be tough because they're going to go for the champions league you know um, yeah. they're going to really go for it. So, and they won today. I'm pretty sure they won like two nil or something. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'd go. I think I'd reliably stick with the defense and then maybe get a midfielder if you can afford it uh, and probably go Kevin De Bruyne first, Sterling second, then Mara's third. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, obviously the defense is where to go and I would rank yeah. the defenders as like Diaz first. Oh. He's the first one you want. Okay. And then probably Cancelo. And then probably and then Stones. Stones. That's what that's how I would go. I don't know about you. No, that's how I would go too, but it's just hard just knowing like what Stones has done the last few weeks. Yeah, you um, could also I mean I might even modify it to like Diaz, Cancelo, and Laporte. Because I think No, Laporte... no, no. Stones no Stones has done well, is what I'm saying. Is like I might even put Stones in second. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Because uh, Stones just is, is the one he's been who... getting forward. 
He's yeah. like somehow he's been getting goals every now and then. So I don't know. Normally I would say Stones in third, but it's kind of hard to say that when he's like actually scored. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Recently, I think he so. is probably the the one that's most suspect in terms of starting. And though. he's well, he's also cheap, so you got to keep that in mind and weigh that. So. Mm-hmm. I still think all of those three defenders are higher than any of the midfielders though, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've just like sworn off man city midfielders and attackers for the season. I'm just not going to do it to myself. Like I, I dabbled with Phil Foden and it just disappointed me. Yeah. Yeah. You got to let, you got to put some ice on that burn for the rest of the season. Yeah. As much as I want to maybe try again. I think, I think Mares is probably an interesting pick if you want like, He's in that, like, I think he costs 8.1 or something. And yeah. um, one of the only players who's kind of in that range who I think will be, like, really producing consistently. Um, yeah. But with I, got burned, I got burned by him earlier this season, so I'm not going there. Yeah. With Aguero back in, the attacking situation is a little bit more Oof. up in the air. So yeah. it's like, I don't even know, man. De Bruyne yeah. is the only, the only cert, I would say. Yeah, that's why I'm saying if you can afford him, he's probably out of the midfielders. If you can afford him, he's the he's probably the one to go with. If money's no object, um, you pick him over them. Yeah, I will just remind you that early in the year, you guaranteed me he was going to score 10, 10 goals. And he has five right now. So. <laughs> Uh-oh. I mean, he's got to so score, score about a goal every other game uh, from here on out. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see. Yeah, I think I – honestly, I – to put the foot further in my mouth i think i said 10 10 goals and like 15 assists or something oh really uh yeah it's it's on a podcast cemented in time <laughs> I'll, I'll find it and play it for you next time maybe. oh lord well we got to see what happens we can play it at the award i think award he, i think show. he has so he's got five goals and 11 assists so that could still happen yeah i hope it does <laughs> <laughs> i sure hope it does i might pick him up man i i want to pick him up again He's just such a good player in general. Yeah, he is. yeah. I don't know, man. And we're all just looking for reasons to pick up Man City players at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The more the merrier. Um, but I think those are all the ones that we would consider those for Man City. Yeah. I can't think of anyone else like Yeah. No. Me cool. Either. We made it through. We made it all the way through at long last. Is anyone still with us? Huh? Who knows? I don't give even a, know if we're shout. still with us. Shout out. I'm here if you're with us. <laughs> Leave us a review. Like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, a, a subscription or a, a review of five stars helps us to uh, helps people to find the podcast. Yeah. Share it with a friend. All the people who might otherwise not be interested in our corporate global. Which is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. For good reason. Yep. Because <laughs> they're not in the league. Nope. Yeah. Oh man. Well, um, is there anything else you want to, you want to say, Evan? Have fun y'all. <laughs> I'll see you. At the, I'll see you at the top. I hope no yeah. one, uh, I hope I'm up there for the rest of the season, but like I said, it's anyone's game. So continue to press on and uh, we'll see how it ends, but hopefully we'll be back uh, in another week or two for another podcast to give another update. Here's hoping. Yeah, here's hoping. All right, well, thanks for uh, for spending the time, Evan. I will see you at some point soon. All right, talk to you then, Taylor. Bye.